0: I'm just going to go ahead and read the chapter, then we'll back up and talk about it. What chapter, Brother John? 20. Yeah, chapter 20. And got me two more after this. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the 1000 years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loosed a little season and I saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was given unto them and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshipped the beast neither his image Neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him A 1,000 years, and when the 1,000 years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened May the Lord let his bless is reading of Revelation 20. As we come into the very first verse here, John says he saw an angel come down from heaven, and this angel had the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. I kind of believe that's the Lord. That word bottomless, is the Greek word "abusos," from which we get the word abyss. Abyss means a limitless hole. I think I can prove that the opening to the abyss is in the Mediterranean Sea. When Jesus cast the demons out of the maniac they he put them into the swine I heard a herd of swine and they went over the cliff out into the abusos same word anyway so why did he do a bunch of pigs that way you will have to talk to the Lord about that he owns them by right of creation amen He not only can do what he will with them, he does do what he will with them. Even with human beings, he's the potter and we are the clay. He can make one lump to honor and another lump to dishonor. Lots and lots of people don't like that. That's what the book says. Believe it. So this angel came down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit. Well, I don't know what a what kind of key it was, but I'm sure it would be a pretty big key because there's a lot of activity in that bottomless pit. So is it a key that Yale could make? No, it's a key the Lord has. Well, what does it do? Exactly what it's designed to do. And it does it very well. And so what, if you have the key, you've got the key to the safe. You obviously have the authority. And that's authority is what it's indicating. It's amazing. You look up these commentators, even though they might be real good on other portions of scripture when it comes to the revelation I mean they get wild this angel and I believe it's the Lord had the the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand do you know what one of the commentators said about that chain Huh? Symbolic. He went way beyond that. He said that chain is a succession of European leaders who were Christians. Did you all hear what I said? that chain means a bunch of kings and queens and princes I don't think that's what it means Mark Finneson had a good article on biblical hermeneutics interpreting the Bible one little ditty That really ought to be remembered. If the simple sense makes good sense. Don't look for any other sense. Don't go out and find something completely. Macabre. And bring it back in. And try to apply it to the Bible. The. He said, blessed are those that read and keep these things. If that's the kind of stuff it is, there ain't no way in the world anybody can know all that. It doesn't mean that. So, a bottomless pit means there's no getting out of it unless the one with the key lets you out. Or let you in. There's absolute authority over it. That'd be the Lord. And a great chain in his hand. Well, obviously it's to keep somebody bound up. I've heard brethren, otherwise good brethren, say, oh, well, see, what kind of chain holds a spirit being? The kind the Lord's got That's the answer to that stupid question That's the kind that does it I don't know It's the regular word for chain But what does a chain do? It holds them in place buddy Who's it going to hold in place? Well He laid hold on the dragon That old serpent Which is the devil and Satan and bound him. That's what the chain's for. Sure. It's to bind Satan for a thousand years. They say, well, that thousand can mean anything. No, it can't. That's an asinine statement. A thousand can mean anything. You all have heard me tell about this before, but years ago we used to go out to the old Metathor- Metathorpe Cafe, uh, eat breakfast there and go to work from there, Brother Hart and me. And there was a lady that worked there at the restaurant. She was a waitress. And she was a Catholic. Nice lady. And she felt like she had a connection with us because we're we're preachers and she's a Catholic, so we're you know, we're in the same little did she know we were miles apart. But she was nice lady. And we'd talk about various things, you know, and try to get teach them a little truth there. So one day I'm at the cash register paying Getting ready to go. Lisa was her name. But it's not the one that called me about eight times a day. I got one of those calls. Hi, this is Lisa. That's when I hang up. I get eight or nine times a day. Uh, anyway. But the, this girl, her name was Lisa. I don't remember her last name. But she went to that Catholic church. is right there off of uh, Jefferson Street. Jefferson and... Uh, is that the fourth? Yeah. There's a Catholic church. Anyway. So she's standing cash first down there. I said, Lisa, I said, do y'all do that, you know, all that stuff? Because I know how it goes. But I'm just not letting her know how much, you know. You know, all that stuff. Oh, you mean the and then she crossed herself I said, yeah. I said, what's that mean? She said, oh, it's the sign of the Trinity. I said, hmm, how many is a Trinity? Three. I said, how does four mean three? She said, well, I never thought about that. Let's see, Father, Son. Oh, I know, Holy Spirit. Oh no, you ain't gonna do that. Holy is not different from Spirit. Holy modifies Spirit. The Trinity is three, but you're doing four, four spots. How does that? How does that mean three? I said, go to your priest and ask him. She said, I will. Well, I don't know, two or three weeks later. I said, Lisa, did you ever talk to a priest about that? Yeah, you know what? He didn't even answer my question. He said, you've been talking to those badnesses, haven't you? I said, he didn't want to answer your question. Because that does not represent the Trinity. It represents... The same thing that the cross represented. The sun God. North, south, east, and west. And that's what the cross represents. The cross is the symbol of the sun God. They call it the invincible sun. It's always there, and it controls north, south, east, and west. That's sun god, and that's exactly what that represents. But anyway, there you there they go again, saying one number represents another number. Well, the uh, Strong's Concordance, I've got one. And it's on the sword search. I use it because it's on there. But when I really want to look at something, I go to the youngs, of course. It's not on, strong, on the sword search. I keep my, strong, my youngs over there because he's honest. And some of the things Mr. Strong's not honest on. And one of them is this. He says, when you look up this word for thousands, The Greek word is, it looks like a big X, but it's a key. If you would give it in English letters, it would be C-H-I-L-I-A-S or C-H-I-L-I-O-I. Kilioi or Kilios, different, different forms of the same word. But it means thousand or thousands, plural. He says, uh, I forget the exact terms. Here it is. Of uncertain affinity. That's what he gives. He gives a thousand, but he said, and of uncertain affinity. That means that You can't tell what it means in some places. The reason he did that is because he himself was an amillennialist. That he didn't believe there will be a thousand year literal reign of Jesus Christ on earth. So he's putting his doctrine into his... Philology, his language study, which ain't honest. But all of the ones who agree with him love what he did. I don't love it at all. I found several other problems with it. That's why I like I like Youngs. Uh, Anyway, in in eschatology. Big word, what it means is the study of end time events. The Greek word eskates means end time or end. Anytime you see an ology, it's a study of that. Psychology is a study of the mind, the brain, all of the ologies. Ecclesiology is a study of the church. So, you've got soteriology, study of salvation. The Greek word sozos means salvation. So, we've got the word thousand, and it means thousand. Some years ago, sitting right here. I think I was sitting in of the chairs then. But there was a brother, and we had treated like a brother, and he was always trying to cry that nobody would listen to him. They talked behind his back, but not to his face about his eschatology, the end-time events. And I ask him one question, because here's what he said. Just like the Strong's Concordance, he said that word thousand does not necessarily mean a thousand. It can mean anything. It's symbolic. And they get it symbolic, and they're the ones that have to tell you what the symbols are. We don't need any gurus to interpret the Bible for us. We know that he that is of God Heareth God's words And we know that we are to study To show ourselves approved unto God Rightly dividing the word of truth And that's why we must study for ourselves Yes pastors and teachers help But we must study it for ourselves And learn for ourselves Amen Amen. Big difference when you learn it for yourself So I said brother what I want you to do one question I want you to use all of your available resources and I want you to go back in the Greek New Testament the Koine Greek I want you to go back further than that to the Septuagint the classical Greek and then I want you to go back beyond that all the way back to the Sanskrit, the Attic, as far as Greek ever went and find me one time that the word Kilios didn't mean a thousand. I think this is pretty good stuff myself, folks. I think it is. I think it's very important. If we're going to write and divide the word of truth, then we have to know the definitions of the words. You can't hope to know what anything means if you don't know the definition of the words. Now, you know what that brother did? Left the church, and I've never seen him or heard from him since. He never attempted to answer my question. I put that up on Facebook. It's up there right now. Several times. I have never had one person to ever click in on it and say, You're wrong, Brother Gunn. Here's an example. They can't do it. You know why? Because I've done been there. I know what I'm talking about. I can go all the way back in my library and it ain't there. Now, is thousand ever used for symbolic purposes? Of course. But it still means a thousand. When he says thousands upon thousands, he doesn't mean tens upon twenties. No. No. So, we've already read this. Look here now. Verse 2. Well, first, let me, let me, get, let me get this. In the st- study of eschatology... End time events. Second coming of Christ. And all of the end of the age, all the way to the end of the world. Now the end of the world is not going to be for a long time. Then there will be a new heaven and a new earth, and we'll see that in the next chapter or so. But these events that are going to lead up to the end of this age, There is the millennium. Well, Latin is mille. You remember your Latin numerals? How many of you kids remember that from school? Latin numbers. Latin numerals. Anybody ever have that? You remember what M stands for? A thousand. MIL. A thousand. C stands for a hundred. L stands for 50. X for 10. Anyway. You're either a heathen, an atheist, a Bible denier, or you're premillennial or amillennial. Or post millennial. If you're in those first three, ain't no hope for you anyway. But if you believe the Bible, even after a fashion, you've got to have a position on the millennium question. Now, we are pre millennial. That means we believe that Christ will come and set up. His thousand year millennial reign. The all millennial people, ah means no. They believe there won't be a millennial. Now there's an off spin of that. They call it the gospel millennial. And they say we're in it right now. They say Satan is chained and bound right now. I think I saw him the other day. I don't. Really <laughs> Bible, my Bible tells me he's roaring, roaring about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He hasn't been chained and bound yet. He will be, but not yet. Anyway, that's the ah millennial. And the post millennial position, and there were some good men that got into that. I never did believe them. But that means, post means after. Pre is before. I (laughs) is no. Post is after. They believe that the world will get so good that it will bring Christ back and then he'll set up his millennial reign. (laughs) You've got to be pretty dumb to believe that. You've got to be pretty oblivious to everything around you. All right, so those, now... I have a rough time. I cannot fellowship with those positions, I millennial and post-millennial. I can accept what they believe on the doctrines of grace and so but I can't I can't have that other. I don't want it around. Because it's a denial of the truth. Any one of them that you talk to, and here's what you gotta remember to do. If you talk to anybody like that, you need to go to Revelation, the twentieth chapter. First Off to bat. My first pitch, my first bat is going to be Revelation 20. And here's what they'll say Oh, I knew you was going to go there. Well, you dummy, where'd you think I was going to go? To the most obvious scripture, and you think I'm going to leave it out? No, we're going to go here first, and we're going to get over this, and we ain't going no place else until you see what's here. I don't like to go all around robbing this mom I'm, I'm a simple man. I'm a kiss kind of fella. Keep it simple, stupid. That's me. Now, he says, you can bind the devil. Oh, oh that's the big one. Now, the other issues, there's plenty more than that, but the other main issues. These all three are all three premillennial. Are you pre tribulation rapture, mid tribulation rapture, post tribulation rapture? Well, all three of those come under the heading of premillennial. So, those really ought not to be a disfellowshipping deal. I right now believe mid but I can see post. So I'm somewhere between mid and post. I just got a couple problems. I always have had them. And I, I think I'm going to die with them. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so on this thousand year little reign I might have said something about this last week. The early churches, the Montanists, Donatists, uh, Albigens, all those early, early groups, Paulicians and all, all of them were called Kiliest. That's the word, Kiliost. The Greek word, and the reason why, because they all look for a thousand year millennial reign of Christ. So he says, the second, third verse, he cast Satan into a bottomless pit, he, ch- he chained him up, bound him for a thousand, a thousand years. Well, now, exactly what thousand years are you talking about, Brother John? that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed a little season. Now, you got the indefinite article, a thousand years, okay? If you leave it right there, you may make a case that it's not even right there. A thousand, when? But then when you get to the next verse... He puts the definite article there. The thousand years. Well, now, you've got to have a, an antecedent for the, what thousand years are you talking about, Brother John? I'm talking about the thousand years that I mentioned in the first or second verse. The same thousand years in which Satan will be chained and bound. All right, so now there's a couple that I might call that. Well, we go on down to verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the Word of God. Do you think all that's symbolic? No. I don't think it's symbolic. And for the Word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image. Neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Here we go again. Indefinite article. Well, which one is this? The rest of the dead live not again until thy thousand years. That one. We're finished. This is the first resurrection. Here's twice now he said a thousand years. And then the very next verse He identifies what thousand years he's talking about. The thousand years. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ. And shall reign with him a thousand years. Here we go again. And when the thousand years are expired. Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. So you've got... A thousand years. And then right on the heels of that. The thousand years. Which has to refer to the one who just got done mentioning. So you've got three times consistent. It's not just a random. These are consistent. Six times in seven verses. he He says a thousand years. The thousand years. And they say, oh, well, that can just mean anything. What kind of Bible interpretation is that? I want nothing to do with that kind of Bible interpretation, I'll tell you that. And I don't want the people that I pastor to have anything to do with it. Anyway, we believe in a thousand year millennial reign. When I say a thousand year millennial, I'm redundant millennial means a thousand but because of the language would you go ahead and say a thousand year millennial reign, and we believe it is absolutely literal Amen. now isn't there some kind of hope in that for you Amen. I think there's a lot of hope and these guys are trying to remove that hope and it's not a dead hope we've got a hope in the Lord Amen. no this is not our home this world's in bad shape. I talked about that in Isaiah this morning. It sure is. It's in horrible shape. I don't want to live forever in this world, this world, do you? I'd like to see a world God created. Oh, he created it, but it sure is damaged. Drastically. You think this world is, is kind to people? You think the earth is? Beverly and I watched the thing. Not all of it was a part of it. On one big group that climbed Mount Everest, 20-some-odd people, I think, did that. And about 13 of them never came back down from there. One guy came back down from there, Frostbitten hands had he lost both his hands and his nose. There's a bunch of dead bodies up there, folks. What is Mount Everest? Twenty-eight thousand? Twenty-nine thousand? I don't think they know for sure. Five and a half miles up, something like that. Not maybe a little bit more than that, almost six miles. They can't breathe up there. I don't know how cold it got, but there's a bunch of dead bodies up there. They never have been buried. They couldn't get to them to bury them, and they're frozen solid. And they'll be they'll be there for a long time. And they were climbing that mountain because it was there. Isn't that what they say? I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars they spent and all of that agony, and then many of them lost their lives. You reckon that guy thought that's worth losing his hands and his nose over? For what? To say I climbed that mountain? Well, that mountain does nothing for anybody. Nobody's ever going to live up there. All, all those mountains. When the Lord remodels this earth, Matthew, he said, in the regeneration, that's the remodeling. He ain't gonna hire no contractors. He's gonna remodel it himself. And every mountain. An island was moved out of its place. Now when the Lord gets done with it, for that thousand year reign, all them mountains are going to be made low. They're going to be habitable. This earth is going to be fit for people to live about a thousand years. And then of course His saints will be with Him forever. Anyway, that's what's coming. What a hope that is. Anyway. When the thousand years are expired, in verse 7, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. Now, so here, Satan is going to be bound, chained and bound. He won't be going out. Where you been, Satan? Going to and fro in the earth. That's what he told in the book of Job. Satan ain't going to be doing that. What's Satan doing? Uh, deceiving them. That's what he is doing right now. He won't be doing that during a 1,000-year reign. And you know what You know what kind of government there will be during the 1,000-year reign? Jesus Christ is going to rule and reign from Israel. His feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives. And he will have perfect government. And we've been listening to these politicians, all of them, Ah, if I am elected, I will restore perfect government to you. That's what they all say, isn't it? They don't know what perfect government is. And you know what? People, unless they have been regenerated by the Holy Spirit, they don't want perfect government anyway, they don't like perfect government. They want it to be as crooked as they are. <laughs> then they can get away with stuff. <laughs> they don't want those straight arrows in office. They want politicians that can be bought off under the table. And boy, do they get them in droves. Won't be able to do that through the millennial reign. And that's why he's going to rule with a rod of iron. ha <laughs> ha. Not his saints won't need to then, but those that have been regenerate, yeah. But then, look at this: when the thousand, the thousand years—that specific, literal thousand years, not symbolic—are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, Gog's the ruler, Magog's the country, that's specifically Russia, to gather them together to battle. What's he going to do? Satan's going to go out and gather his army. Who are they going to be gathered from? The same people who have been living under perfect government for a thousand years and now they're turning on the Lord to go and battle against him. I thought they wanted perfect government. Oh no. They, they, they tolerated because they didn't have a choice. That's right. You know that all the crooks like to have crooks in office because they can bribe and get things done for themselves. You know I'm telling the truth. So how many are they gonna get is he gonna gather? Well the number of whom Is as the sand of the sea. (laughs) That's a bunch. People have been living. For the best part of a thousand years. And proliferating. And the earth has been. Populated. You don't have no more. Mojave. Sahara. Sahara. Gobi, deserts. You don't have mountain ranges five and six miles up. It's all habitable land. It's not dangerous weather. Food growing. Things are going to be almost like the Garden of Eden. Worldwide. Well, surely that will make everybody happy. No, it won't. The only ones that it will make happy and it's not an issue with them are those who have been regenerated by the Lord. Have a new nature. That's all it wants. The rest of them, they're tired of all this stuff. And they join up Satan's army. And they went up on the breadth of the earth Encompass the camp of the saints about and the beloved city that's to be Jerusalem. <laughs> that's where they stopped. The fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them, and the devil that deceived them. Well, they did get deceived. But it's like Jeremiah said the prophets prophesy falsely. But my people love to have it so. The devil was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. And incidentally, that's literal fire. And that's literal brimstone suffer. Where the beast and the false prophet are, uh, over in chapter chapter 19, verse 20, they went over, this is a thousand years already passed now. And shall be tormented day and night. For how long? Forever and ever. There won't be any more breaks. I'll take this up next week. The White Throne Judgment.